You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the book of Proverbs, now looking at Proverbs chapter 5. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Good morning. I'm Douglas Jacoby, and you're listening to our 31-part podcast series on a disciplined life from the book of Proverbs. I hope you're getting on well, not burdened or too discouraged by what you're hearing, but finding some practical help and some hope. Let's read. This would be from the NIV, chapter 5, from the ESV at the end of the lesson. Let's jump in. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear to my words of insight, that you may maintain discretion, and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from here. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to one who is cruel, lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich the house of another. At the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and body are spent. You will say, how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ear to my instructors. I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets and your streams of water in the public squares? Let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed. May you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely doe, a graceful deer. May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Why, my son, be intoxicated with another man's wife? Why embrace the bosom of a wayward woman? For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them. The cords of their sins hold them fast. For lack of discipline they will die, led astray by their own great folly. Proverbs 5 is one of three chapters in a row that touch on sexual sin. There are actually other passages in Proverbs, but nowhere is it so concentrated as here. We have, at the beginning, the call to pay attention to wisdom. Wisdom is not just something intellectual, cerebral. Wisdom is what will help us to live. For Christians, we understand wisdom is what will help us to receive eternal life. If we're not wise, we will not make it. The person of interest here is the adulterous woman. That second woman we have come across in the book of Proverbs. Wisdom being the first. 
She's not a good one. Her lips drip honey, so she promises a lot. It looks great, but at the end, it's bitter. We know from what's happened to our own families and friends, society, churches, we know it from the news, that those who go down the easy path of sexual delight end up in total alienation, not just in bondage to sin, but in loneliness as relationships are destroyed and trust is decimated. And that's why the warning is don't even go near the door of her house. There's an interesting comment about the adulteress. Verse 6 says, she gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. She's kind of happy-go-lucky. She lives for the now. For you know, Her motto might be, seize the day, carpe diem. I don't know. But she's not really looking down the road at the consequences of these things. She lacks direction. She lacks discipline. That's very clear. And she's blind, blind to spiritual reality, but she doesn't know it. And if we follow her, we share in her blindness. We will also become aimless, thoughtless, losing sight of the goal and spiritually blind. And that's why the warning is so strong, not even to go near the door of her house and explains exactly what happens if we do. We have some great illustrations in the Bible on what happens when we follow or when we don't follow God's word vis-a-vis sexual sin. And you can look these up later. But of course, there's the story of Joseph in Genesis 39 who refuses to be near the temptress, uh, in this case, Potiphar's wife, even though he pays for his resistance uh, dearly, he refuses to sin against God. And then we have an example of someone who, at that moment at least, was somewhat aimless. He should have been doing his job. Instead, he's wandering around on the roof. And of course, that's David, 2 Samuel 10, who ends up uh, in adultery with Bathsheba. Joseph and David, I think we're both men after God's own heart. But look what happens when wrong choices are made. A few verses later, we have a description of this fellow at the end of his life. Perhaps he's an old man. He's hitting himself. He's saying, oh, kicking himself. I should have listened. You know, the, the hindsight. But it didn't have to just be hindsight because he should have had the foresight. He was getting the input, but he didn't listen to it when he was younger. He kind of blew off his teachers. And it says, I was soon in serious trouble in the midst Uh, in the assembly of God's people. Some versions uh, talk about uh, being at the brink of disaster. It's possible you can go to church and you may even uh, seem to enjoy yourself, but you could be just an inch away from, from a catastrophe. I know what that's like. There have certainly been times where in the back of my mind, I was cherishing some sin, even though I was at church. Maybe I was even uh, singing out. And, and this also explains why sometimes there are brothers and sisters who fall off the radar. They, they disappear and no one knows where they went. They were doing great one day, we, we think, and then the next day they're gone and maybe they never come back. And it's because they were uh, kind of uh, nurturing a, a pet sin. They weren't being open about it. And they might have looked good, but they had stopped doing well spiritually long before. I think we all know what that's like. 
Uh, let me just share personally a little bit. We lived in Europe until 1992. And when I came back to the States after being away for 10 years, what a different situation things were. Before I left, I didn't actually went through a period of uh, right before I became a Christian for, oh, about a decade where I didn't watch any TV at all. Um, even in Europe, we only had a, a TV kind of the end of our time there. But I come back, came back to the U.S. and it was amazing. Now it wasn't just seven or eight channels. There were uh, dozens of channels. And what was now permitted, uh, thanks to the <laughs> those who are supposed to be making our entertainment uh, uh, healthy and, and looking after our best interests, <laughs> obviously the regulations had all changed. And some very dirty stuff was being shown. Uh, sexually dirty, also violent, um, but I'm focusing on the sexual stuff. So I know what it's like um, being tempted to stay up late watching TV. I had to fight that fight and overcome. It's a lot easier now because, well, one reason is we don't have a TV anymore. And also because I'm a lot wiser to Satan's ways. He's not going to uh, trap me that way. But we need to, uh, in a way, we're not policemen in the fellowship. On the other hand, we shouldn't just accept everyone with blithe uh, familiarity, not going underneath the surface, because in any given fellowship, you'll have a certain number of people who are really struggling with sexual sin. Well, I was at a church uh, this, most, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, oh, there were way over a thousand people there. I mean, in a group like that, how many, how many are, are at the brink of ruin? Well, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not 100, but I know it's a lot more than 10 or 20. And so let's just not take things for granted. This is really important. We know what it's like to have divided loyalties. We really cannot serve God and sin. And the next section really applies to married people. This thing about drinking water from your own cistern. We don't share our spouse with someone else, and we don't uh, lust after someone else's spouse. There's something uh, special exclusive about our marriage partner, and we must guard that jealously in the godly sense of jealousy, not to embrace the bosom of a wayward woman. And, and really, anyone who's going to commit adultery is wayward, whether it's the man or the woman. So God has given us a plan if we have those sexual needs, and that's marriage. Paul uh, clarifies that also in 1 Corinthians 7. And just incidentally, there are a lot of people who don't have these sexual needs. We're all wired differently, and we certainly need more singles to make the decision to live the celibate life. And if you can uh, go through this world without the intimate uh, companionship of a spouse and without uh, sex, then you should. You should, because Jesus and Paul say that's a better thing. But the standard, the norm is marriage. And so that's the way many passages in the, in the Bible are written. So uh, don't, don't cross the line. Don't get into adultery. And then the, the last two verses uh, say that our ways are in the full view of the Lord. I mean, God sees everything we do. And that's not just an interesting point. It's, a, it's an awareness we should live in. God is watching us. And he's not watching us like the policeman hoping we'll fall or, or just you know, like some video system that just neutrally uh, recording what happens. You know, God is always seeking relationship with us, and we should be thinking of him as well.
the evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them. The cords of their sin hold them fast. For lack of discipline, they will die led astray by their own great folly. See, lack of discipline, indiscipline, means that we're much more vulnerable to sin. We're exposed. And in the same way, when we're involved in sin, that erodes our willpower and and it works the other way. So our discipline gets less and less. We can sin more and more, feeling less and less in our conscience, uh, any sense of guilt. It's a very dangerous spiral. Now, he's not done because we have chapter 6 and also chapter 7 to go. But I hope that these salient points uh, will will be useful uh, today. And this is the challenge I have for us today. Let's stay as far away from sexual sin as possible. Whether that's sin on a screen of a computer, television, smartphone, uh, whether that's someone that you are tempted to look at in the workplace or the neighborhood, uh, wherever your circle of friends might be, Let's be like Joseph, not like David. Let's stay as far from it as possible. Let's not risk uh, being in, the, in disaster, at a disastrous position in the fellowship. Let's not risk spiritual blindness. Uh, and, and, and spiritual blindness is catching. You spend time with people who are blind, it, it'll affect you too. So that's the challenge. Let's stay as far away from sexual sin as possible. Okay, I'm going to close by reading in the NSV, our chapter, and then uh, a prayer. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. And she does not ponder the path of her life. Her ways wander, and she doesn't know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless, lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. At the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and body are consumed, and you say how I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I do not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone, not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed. Rejoice in the wife of your youth a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight, be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he is led astray. Dear Lord, we've read this powerful chapter. We've seen the danger. Thank you for making this so clear in your word. We can avoid hardship and 
and guilt and pain and alienation just by staying away from the source of whatever temptation it is in our life, but particularly the sexual sins. We live in such a sex-saturated society. It wasn't like this in the past. It's always been bad, but it's just stunningly uh, tempting and just ig- ignoring our that we were humans. And it's just all about hormones and and actions and excitement and getting a buzz. As Christians, Lord, help us to be delighted first in you. If we're married, then to have our delight in our spouse. Lord, keep me, keep all the brothers listening to this podcast, all the sisters listening to this lesson today, pure with the conviction that we will stay far from sin. We ask this in the name of the one who can make it happen. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's. T- For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos free to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. 